Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. silence after a day like today just quiet hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to the davis and davis show the sultry sounds of davis and davis brought to you by ktel ah <laughs> uh, I, I actually i was working late tonight i was like yeah i am not not gonna be on time right? so uh, uh, well, so, how, how was your rough day uh before we get to that so people know the davis and davis show.com is where you get your merchandise needs and davis and davis show is where you can see all our episodes and all sorts of cool stuff and pretty pictures and links to the stupid shit that we do on the whatever yeah it's been a long day you, you didn't think i was going to catch that did you no. It was a test. It was. <laughs> he's like, he's stealing my bit. <laughs> Four months of it, of, of Burke doing the Davis and Davis show. And all of a sudden I throw a wrench in it. You are um, not coming up here. This, this fuzzy little asshole jumped up on my desk the other night put both of his paws right on my chest, started kind of nibbling at my beard, and then fucking chomped down and made me bleed. I'm like, oh. Uh, I love what a dick. What a Kend dick. Kendrick is such a dick. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. Welcome to the Davis and Davis Show. <laughs> uh, the Davis and Davis Show.com brought to you by Ronco. <laughs> 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 the old people don't listen to our podcast yeah, it's all the 20 year olds so they're gonna be like run the so mighty shit faking mighty shit faking mighty shit so <sighs> what did you have going on this week what the hell you say crap just <laughs> crap been was, at, at work all day today i'll be at work all day tomorrow yeah. my schedule thursday is 7 a.m to close like 16 hour day do you get a day off friday uh i'm going up to the casino because, you know, all good things happen when you go up to the casino. Nothing bad can happen. Are we taking Jordan? Yes. 
when's Jordan's, when are they going to move in to the same state together? They're both in Orlando right now. Oh, okay. Partaking in Disney World. Is that um, part of their uh, post-nuptial bliss? No, they they do this trip once a year. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> their post-nuptial deal was a trip to, like, Myrtle Beach or something like that. Nothing really exciting, you ask me. Well, I mean, if there's nobody there and you got plenty of, yeah, that, that's probably fine. You don't want to be around people that much. So. Although I went to no. Disney for our we went to Disney for our honeymoon. Come to think of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. My mom bought that that uh, present for us. Myself included with our entire audience really does not give a shit where you went for your honeymoon. I beg to differ. <laughs> they all care. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm a nice guy. That's why you're a jerk. You're the Kendrick of the two of us. I'm a nice guy. I'm going to start calling you Kendrick from now on. Kendrick. Kendrick. Hey, Kendrick, shut the hell up. Oh, so one of my friends is going to meet us up in Put-in-Bay for a night. Nice. Yes. Um, kind of looking forward to that. I have not seen her since high school. Oh, my. High school. <laughs> now, you got to remember to bring at least one foul weather jacket with you because it got cold up there it got cold and windy a couple times you know what i mean what no it's gonna be sunny the top will be down because once i put it down it doesn't want to come back up (laughs) (laughs) it's just a fabulous car um i told you i went and test drove bmw the other day yes yes well i test drove another one yesterday but (laughs) yesterday was the four series convertible oh dude i just saw a z4 on the road i'm like oh that's pretty oh this is not the z4 this is the four series so it's a coupe with a really big grill in the front Oh, look at that, man. My jowls shake now. I'm old. Uh, I'm going to say... Images. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. But it's not convertible. Oh, oh, yeah, it is. Oh, they made it a convertible. Okay. Oh, there's a convertible. That thing, well, it's a soft top, which doesn't bother me because the soft top is actually cheaper to replace than the hard top. Yeah, (laughs) easier to fix. Let's list off a few less, more things. Less parts. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but I went and test drove it, and that thing moves. They said that its top speed was 130. Uh-uh. Well, they may have a limiter. Because even my last Civic, it was limited to 137. But it could have gone faster, but you would need some aerodynamics to account for anything above 137. So artificially limited. I uh, I didn't try that out. I don't know if it would do that or not. I just I knew that from reading. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fabulous car. 
Fabulous. I was uh, helping Bob and Mary clean up the boat on Sunday, so getting that ready for some sailing. Mm, the trimaran. Mm-hmm. And, that, and let me tell you. That has how, no room for you. No, there's, there's room. I mean. You can sleep out on the nets if you want, if the weather's good. You, you said it's really small. As boats go, yes. But, I mean, there's a V-berth that, you know, two people can fit. And then the two kind of settee areas on either side will fit one person each. So, yeah, there's 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 room for four. It's just cramped. It's It's very low ceiling and, you know. Well, hey, it's a don't know if I've ever sent you a picture of that or not, but uh, I've seen pictures of all the repairs, but I've never really ah, seen that picture of the boat. Well, this is without the mast up, maybe, maybe, maybe. There we go. There's a picture of the boat. This is, uh, (laughs) and I'll send you a picture of Alex, uh, their son who is sandblasting his Austin Healy bug eye. He looks like a raccoon. It was kind of hilarious. <laughs> did he but it's a pretty go- boat. Did he have goggles on? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> When I make my millions, I'm getting a power boat to put on Lake Erie. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. Uh, Carl has a small power boat on Lake Erie. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Hey, you can check it out on Facebook. I think he posted some pictures on Facebook. I really can't. I, I just don't talk to him. He called me the other day. It was like, you said that last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Carl, Carl called you? I know, right? <laughs> it scared me. I mean, I I tried for four years to keep in contact with him, talk to him, all that stuff. He never called back. I, I just kind of sat back yeah. and went, yeah, that's just not a person I need to be around. <laughs> um, so you... Drink anything interesting tonight? Yeah, beer. Red. Excuse me. <clears throat> Revolver Redneck. Blood and Honey. Ooh, beer. that sounds really good. Oh, it's delectable. <laughs> I went to one of my old standbys, Redneck Riviera Whiskey. Because for a $20 bottle of whiskey, it, it's, it's just damn tasty, man. You got, it's got the vanilla notes we like. It's, it might as well be a good cheap bourbon oh you should you should really try what bob drinks your 75 dollar bottle of bourbon that you didn't get to taste kentucky gentleman seven dollars and 15 cents i don't know if i want to go that cheap it it (laughs) tastes like you're drinking mouthwash (laughs) first degreaser the original Listerine is what it tastes like. <laughs> like what the? What oh my God! The hell you say? I I knew you had no class, but this just really takes it to a new level, <laughs> my friend. 
All righty. Um, we got that out of the way. Hey, we have we we have something that we must do. Oh, it's time for the Davis and Davis Show Motivational Minute. Stop working hard. Hard work is not rewarded. Hard work is only punished. When you are working hard, your boss this was last you week's. by giving you more work. The harder you work, the more chance there is of being your company's bitch. Don't be your company's bitch. Do only what you are paid to do. And don't forget to just fucking chill. No, that was not last week's. You sure? Do nothing. There is no ah. purpose or meaning to find in life. So just exist and do nothing. That's Stop it. waking up early. Life is shit. So sleep <laughs> to as much of it as possible. 5 a.m. club, bad idea. 11 a.m. club, much better idea. Yeah, that was last week's. Okay. Very similar in their ideology. Well, you know, Singh which is the title that he goes by mm-hmm. um, is very knowledgeable in, in the work ethic of the man. So uh, almost all of his stuff sounds alike, unless he's telling you to wipe your ass. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wash your ass. Take a um, mighty shit and be sure to wash your ass. Take a mighty shit. <laughs> the hell that's for white people. God. <laughs> Wrong button. Oh my. <laughs> that's what at. she said. <laughs> and the clock on the wall says it's three o'clock and time to boogie on out of here. Oh, I wait. Have... People, we, we have this whole show lined up for you today. And I don't even know if we're going to get to it. Um, Burke's unprepared. Well, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> I just wanted to get every, more info, and uh, yeah, I, I got stuff. But every 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 week, it's oh my bad. Oh, no, somebody goes. I'm bad. not prepared. Yeah. Oh my bad. <laughs> we just trade off being. Oh, going, oh my bad. Oh. You mean these people were supposed to be born in Ohio? <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> what about the one show where, like, all we used was the info that I put together because you had zero. Zero. <laughs> Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Worked 70 hours that week. I was <laughs> done. <clears throat> it's so... looking like I'm going to have another one of those weeks this week. <laughs> Good thing we're ahead on the shows because it might be a hot second before this gets edited. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't even think that one of our shows has. Uh, I, I don't think one of our shows uh, with the motivational minute has come out yet. Oh no! <laughs> I don't think we've even hit those yet. <laughs> um, and and man, if we keep cutting two shows out of one recording. We're going to have to do, like, another intro in the middle. Okay. 
I mean, that's like, I, it's not like a pre-recorded pro- or like, no, we just stop halfway through and, and record a new intro. Hey, what are you drinking? Uh, crap. Oh, here's a motivational minute for you. Have a good day. <laughs> Off we go. <sighs> Sing. I may have to start paying him. I know. Right. All right. So the clock timer ran out. We need to get out of here. I, I, I don't know. I, we'll be right back, people. Take go. hot summer night would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses will he offer me his mouth yes will he offer me his teeth yes will he offer me his jaws yes will he offer me his hunger yes again will he offer me his hunger yes And will he starve without me? Yes. And does he love me? Yes. Yes. On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Yes. I bet you say that to all the boys. Shooting stars falling through 
So, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't guessed what the show's about today, you're listening to him. You didn't look at the title of the show. This is not a recipe. It's all about meatloaf. Mr. Marvin Lee a day. Born in Dallas. Right here in Dallas. <laughs> Which is actually, I did not, I had no clue. I really didn't know he was from Dallas. I didn't either until <laughs> I started doing research. And then I was like, hold on. Yes, he was born here in Dallas, September 27th, 1947. Unfortunately, died a little too early for me. Uh, he was only 74 years old, died January 20th. 2022 in nashville tennessee uh unfortunately he was working on he was working on doing another album when he passed away yeah um unfortunately covid took another great um should have gotten vaccinated did you just bring politics into this Lawrence, for shame. <laughs> what the hell you said? <laughs> I will send you to Jesus. Oh, Lord. Apparently it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, he was... Wasn't he a... He was big on the vaccine, wasn't he? No, he was very anti Oh, wait, he was the anti-vaxxer. That's yeah. right. Um. Well, oh well. There you go. <laughs> That's all I gotta as, say about that. Uh, as I I said to Burke in the break, I got vaxxed, got boosted, and got COVID four times afterwards. So. I got the second shot. It had worn off, and that's when I got it the first time. So somehow I made it through like two years of of dealing with the public every day in close proximity. And it's like uh, started to work at a golf course, and I got it um, got it twice there. <laughs> the first time we'll get back to meatloaf, but um, the first time I got COVID was January 22nd of 2020. They knew that there was a disease in China. I flew out of the international terminal, which was full of Chinese people in hey. L.A., coming back from the NAM show, and they were talking about this thing. Oh, it's not in America yet. It's not in America yet. <laughs> and I was laid up 
for like four days. <clears throat> couldn't smell, couldn't taste, couldn't, oh, that was like the worst one that I got. Um, and then lo and behold, I went to work at a golf course where you shake people's hands all day long. Hey, how's it going? Did you get a birdie? Oh, great. Hey, let me shake your hand. Hey. It's like a moist towel. <laughs> By the fourth time I got it, I was like, yeah, I am not getting vaxxed anymore. I'm not. No. If my body, if it hasn't killed me yet, it's not going to. <laughs> Did you, I, I forgot to give the weight gain uh, or weight loss um, update. No. Oh. 218. God damn. 218. I'm, mine's much slower. Um, I weighed myself this morning at 248, which is about 14 pounds down. So it's slowly oh. coming off, but man, it's slow. Um, let's see here at the age of, that doesn't give the age, um, meatloaf, meatloaf was 240 pounds, five foot, two inches <clears throat> when he played football yeah. in high school. Uh, oddly enough, he played defense. <laughs> yeah. He stepped yeah. on the football coach's foot, which and the coach yelled out, "Get off my foot, you hunk o meatloaf!" Yeah. Now his dad called him meat because when he was born, he was like bright he was red, red, stayed that way for days. Bright yeah. red, stayed that way for days. He was looked later like, looked like nine pounds of ground chuck. He was later called ML in reference to his initials. But when his weight increased, his seventh grade classmates referred to him as Meatloaf. I love that. <laughs> Y'all can call me Meatloaf any day. And then the weird, really weird thing is later in life, he went vegan. Do you read about that? Uh, yes. Oh, I, I wasn't even to that point. No, sorry. I was, I was, uh, I'm jumping ahead. My bad. My bad. Uh, I, I was about to, to talk about the fact that, uh, he grew up here in Dallas, which was really cool. A lot of historical stuff happened here in Dallas. JFK, including JFK's assassination of which he was meatloaf was 16 years old and he and a friend drove to Parkland hospital after the president had been shot which is where they took mm -hmm. him and don't ever go to parkland always <clears throat> always go to baylor you will okay. die at parkland <laughs> Pe people go in i cut the end of my thumb off and i sat in the er for eight hours and I finally went back up to the desk and said, is anyone going to help me? And they were like, oh, we forgot you were here. And then the doc looked at me and said, well, it, 
it's already coagulated. There's nothing I can do. I can't reattach it. <laughs> Have you had a tetanus shot? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't ever go to Parkland. You die there. <sighs> Apparently, he actually saw Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis getting out of the car with blood and brains all over her now there was yeah. another story that i read somewhere where he claimed the secret service not confiscate uh, uh commandeered his car for some reason mm. but I, I did not see that i read one. another story of like people that knew him said he was also a kind of uh he liked to lie about stuff a lot, so you kind of got to take some of it with a grain of salt. Uh, okay. Like he was a compulsive liar later in life. I don't know. I embellish. I don't lie. But embellishing is okay, right? Yeah, you just it's like adding salt like, to your food. It, it brings out the flavors. Like my three-inch penis, in my mind, is nine inches. I'm, trap a trans penis it did it, <laughs> it identifies as a nine <laughs> oh my oh oh i don't even know what to say right now uh. his early life was 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 kind of bad his father was an alcoholic Yes, his dad was a bad alcoholic. Um, and then in 67, when he was 19, his mother died from cancer. And right after that, his father accused him of having girls in his room and like attacked him with a like a, a meat cleaver. And uh, he, I was watching one interview and he was like, I was fighting for my life. I mean, I, I uh, he was I mean. He was a 300 pound football player. He, you know, but he didn't have a knife. But he, he tussled with his old man, got the hell out of there. Um, apparently, like hung out in a hotel or, or, or buddy's house for a couple of months. Um, one of his friends finally found him. He did get some inheritance from his mom's death and he used that. Oh, here we go. Used the inheritance to receive to rent an apartment in Dallas. Isolated himself for three and a half months until a friend found him. Short time later, they went right to the airport, caught the next flight to L.A. Uh, and, and then the thing after that was he intentionally gained 60 extra pounds to fail his physical examination for the Vietnam War draft. Yes. Um yeah, we're going to step backwards a little bit. Talk about her. Talk about his father. His father was a World War II veteran. Yep. Um, who, while in the war, uh, was injured by a mortar shell and still had fragments of that mortar shell in his, in his legs. Um, Mr. Manning was probably in pain all the time. Yeah. Well, hence the, you know, the the PTSD from from a war is uh, 
is pretty intense. The PTSD from being in the military is intense. I still, to this day, can sleep anywhere, but the slightest noise, and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to hurt? Um, which is is why I sleep on a couch. It's just want to start in the middle of the night and hit your old lady. Yeah. Um, Meatloaf and his mother, while he was a teenager, used to have to go touring all the bars just trying to find his father. Yeah, I remember that story, yep. Uh, the, the, uh, in 1967, Meatloaf's mother, uh, died of cancer. And this was when his father barely missed when trying to stab him with a knife. Yep. Uh, he, he did graduate from Thomas Jefferson high school, which is still here. Oh, really? Yes. Uh he was he he was in drama club. Yeah. Yeah, he he, he had a weird like like wasn't he he was into jazz? Is that what I read? Yeah. Well he starred in Where's Charlie and The Music Man while he was in high school. <clears throat> He uh, then attended Lubbock Christian College and transferred to North Texas State, which is UNT in Denton. Denton, Denton, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Siskuba. Um, which is where Jordan and I got into our car accident. <laughs> hmm. uh, okay. So what were you about to say i i cut you off i'm sorry no 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 you you we're kind of in the same thing right here um and now i get it I, I don't have much well you can't talk about meatloaf and not bring up jim steinem jim steinman and uh todd rundgren okay. if you're talking about his musical things but uh, maybe we can do you have more about his background or no, all I, got was, I mean, the, the rest of it is his musical career. Yeah, because when he went to L.A., he did a show, and then he got into the L.A. production of Hair. Yes, that was in the 70s. Yep. Um, he, he had started a band, and um, the band received several recording contracts, Meatloaf's sole first gig was in Huntington Beach, California in 1968 at the Cave. <laughs> the Cave was a great bar. It may still be there. Um, but he opened for Van Morrison. God, is that not awesome? Um, I love Van Morrison, so. He... he changed the name <laughs> several times did did you see some of the names of the band that he had 
Yes, but I can't remember them at this point. Popcorn Blizzard <laughs> and Floating Circus. Uh, they open for the Who. The oh Fonz. yeah, this is a this is a good list of openers. Okay, the, so it was the Who, the Stooges, MC Five, Grateful Dead, and the Grease Band. Um, but then he got involved with Hair, the musical. So uh, let's see here. Meatloaf accepted an invitation by Motown in Detroit. Uh, in addition to appearing as mother and Ulysses S. Grant at Detroit Vest Pocket <laughs> Theater, he recorded the vocals with fellow hair performer Sean Stoney Murphy on an album of songs written and selected by Motown. Um, Sean is a lady, by the way. Yes. And she's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you have? What else do you have? Dick Bates, Soul Surgeon, Richie Havens, The Who Studio, Bob Seger, Alice Cooper, Rare Earth. They Those two open for a bunch of people, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, I almost spit that onto my microphone. <laughs> uh... So Meatloaf, while being a fabulous musical artist, was actually a big theater person, musical theater. Uh, Oh, there we go. He was in Shakespeare in the Park, production of As You Like It with Raul Julia and Mary Beth Hurt. mm -hmm. Off-Broadway, he start in the production of rainbow at the orpheum theater uh he was involved in the production of more than you deserve and 73 he was cast in the original la roxy cast of the rocky horror show playing eddie and dr scott which if you want to refer back to our show on the rocky horror picture show you would know that by now yes um i guess the first time he he was rehearsing for that show and the guy playing frankenfurter came out he got freaked out something fierce he's like what the (laughs) well it was it was it was weird in doing the research with this because rocky horror was such a big thing for me i didn't realize that in the stage production he played both dr scott and eddie that's how it was written because they were related so they figured they use the same actor i mean you know when you're doing a off-broadway show it's you streamline the cast you streamline everything you can and he he even said in an interview that it made the movie not as good and i could kind of see that i think it would have been fun to see Dr. Yeah, Meatloaf is the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although the guy that played Dr. Scott was. He was very good. He I, was I, good. Give, yeah. He was good. He was good. Holy the, Here's the weird thing. I was like, I was looking on IMDb. Meatloaf had 113 acting credits. Now, granted, 
there was probably a good 20 to 30 of them were music videos but still i mean like the guy he enjoyed acting he showed up at cameos on all kinds of shows and tv series and movies and well he was in fight club and now we gotta bring up his imdb don't we we did not do that um I'm showing Burke a picture that's actually on Wikipedia. Yeah, I saw that. Blossom Music Center with the support of WMMS welcomes back to the city where it all began. Meatloaf. Five dollar lawn seats. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) September 6th. I have no clue what year that was, but it's interesting to me that on Wikipedia, there's a Blossom Music Center. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Um. Let us see. So, so, oh my yeah, God, his let's... acting career started in 1962. He was an uncredited boy in the stands in State Fair. Rocky Horror was his next one. Uh, you got music video, music video, music video, music video. Americathon. I have no idea what the hell that is. In the movie called Scavenger Honey, he played a character named Scum. Uh, <laughs> Rody. Uh, music video, music video, music video, 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 video. video. It might be more than 30 videos, good lord. Out of Bounds, Gil as Meatloaf, The Equalizer, The Squeeze, Monsters, Motorama, Wayne's World. I forgot he was in Wayne's World. Tales from the Crypt. Now you dreams. These are music video, music video, Nash Bridges, Dead Man's Gun, Spice World, the movie. I forgot he was in that one. Black Dog, South Park, Crazy in Alabama, Fight Club. He was a host of uh, Python Night, 30 Years of Monty Python. From Spam to Sperm. Okay. (laughs) oh my god Um, car kid john doe there's he just showed up on all these like crazy shows blood rain really so you mentioned the movie roadie actually destiny actually there's a very interesting bit of information about roadie okay roadie came out in 1980 i think it was uh it was either 80 or 79. 1980. It came out in 1980. Uh, in 1979, Meatloaf was do- doing tours, uh, singing heavily, heavily into drugs, and he actually lost his vocals. No, well, he'd he, done that a couple times, actually. He, he couldn't sing anymore. Which is the only reason that he took 
the job of roadie the job of roadie <laughs> he took the job of travis redfish in the movie roadie until his singing voice returned <laughs> so but yeah he's been in a ton yeah of movies yeah. a ton of television mm-hmm and let's see here's a weird thing though he he only had 12 studio albums um five live albums seven comp and you're gone i relations i do believe your computer is going to tell you that you're unstable you are correct Because you just froze for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, it did say your connection's unstable. <laughs> uh, um, all right, speed test. Speed test. Oh, oh, shit. Speed test. Speed test. I'm back up now, man. I'm at 600 download with only a 10.77 millisecond latency. And I'm at a 25 upload. How about your internet, man? I mean, mine's pretty typical right now. 343 versus 8.6. I'm usually around 10 upload, but apparently it was just a glitch in the matrix there for a second. So anyway, uh, 39 singles is, I think, where I left off. Yes. Which, that's solid music right there. 39, I mean, off of 12 albums, 39 singles is huge. Well, there are tons of bands that put out albums that had one single per album. Now, in 1979, Meatloaf started working with a guy named Jim Steinman, who wrote a lot of songs for a lot of people. His most successful chart singles include Total Eclipse of the Heart, Air Supplies, Making Love Out of Nothing at All, uh sister of mercy's this corrosion uh more barry mellow's read them and weep celine dion's cover of it's all coming back to me now and boy zones no matter what i don't know that one uh meatloaf and steinman got into kind of a big fight in the 80s it was like 1983. They, they split for a long time. There was even some talk of like litigation between them. They did finally like reconnect before. Actually, didn't Steinem die before Meatloaf? Well, well, following a dispute with his former songwriter, Jim Steinman, Meatloaf was contractually obliged or obligated. Obligated? to release a new album resulting in Midnight at the Lost and Found, released May 1983. According to Meatloaf, Steinman had given the songs Total Eclipse of the Heart and Making Love Out of Nothing at All to Meatloaf for that album. However, Meatloaf's record company did not want Meatloaf to sing Steinman's songs because of the dispute that was going on. Saying that nobody, or well, actually, 
the record label said nobody wants to hear those songs. <laughs> God. Uh, Bonnie Tyler's version of Eclipse and Air Supply's version of Making Love topped the charts holding number one and number two for a period in 1983. <laughs> Could you imagine Meatloaf singing Total Eclipse, Eclipse of the Heart? Of the heart? Yeah, actually, it takes a hot second to like your brain to process it, but I really wish the audience could have seen your face while I, <laughs> I, like, I asked, I asked the question and he's like, like, he's like, uh, uh, yeah, I can. Yeah. Uh, uh. What the hell you think? Yeah. I mean, um, he, th- he always threw everything into every song. I mean, Total Eclipse would have been. A lot more rocking. It, it would have been good. Yeah, Steinem looks like... Yeah, it would have been some more guitar in that stuff. Steinem had a stroke in 04, temporarily lost the ability to speak. He had another stroke four years prior to his death. And passed away April 19th, 2021, at age 73. Wait a minute. So who passed away first? Uh, Meatloaf died 2022. And okay, so it was close. Diamond died. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. But Steinman was um. How do you say it? Steinman wasn't the same after his heart attack. Um, yeah. Couldn't sing anymore. Really had trouble writing. Uh, so really, since. 2000 what was it 2006 he had that or uh, i just had it on my thing here um his heart attack was those are separate some health including a heart attack didn't say when though uh, Not well enough to work on such an intense project, blah, 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 blah. During the concerts in the hair of the dog. Yeah. So it was after 2004, but before 2006. Um, Steinman was kind of a dick. Well, I, they both had issues. <laughs> well, Steinman registered the phrase bad out of hell as yeah, a that was the trademark. that was the lawsuit that's right that's right and he trademarked that in 1995 and freaking meatloaf had to pay him a shit ton of money or change the name of his album that had been out since 1977 yeah but it's a free it's like light as air let's it's like copywriting the phrase light as air or you know it's like it's a phrase <laughs> it's like this, ha- yeah. this happens all the time look look, nah. at, look at the wwf world wrestling federation had to change to the wwe because the world wildlife foundation actually so, paid for the copyright ah, well so, so that you, one i can understand you just forced a multi-billion dollar company 
to not only change its branding, change its name, change everything just because you threw threw a freaking copyright on something. Go ahead. Say the word Super Bowl. <laughs> March Madness. Oh, can't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Um, once again, Davis and Davis Show is brought to you by For Him. Um, <laughs> the best place to get Viagra. <sighs> Just popped a few before the show to see if it would help. All right. Um, bad out of hell. I guess we got to talk about bad out of hell. Oh, that, that, and I've seen a couple of, of like behind the music and videos. Actually, I was just watching uh, a, a video of Todd Rundgren, Meatloaf, and Steinman talking about some of the tracks. It's actually it's only a minute 52 segment um like originally bad out of hell like the vocals were done like the eagles because the eagles were big back then but uh i mean yeah honestly like if it wasn't for todd rundgren because todd rundgren basically they they couldn't get this thing produced they couldn't nobody wanted to produce this album but rudgren heard this stuff and was like no, this is going to be this is going to be good, and he basically basically Todd Rundgren and Utopia is the entire background group for Bad Out of Hell. Yeah, they got some more people in for vocals. Obviously, uh, Ellen Foley. Um, I love talking about the fact that Ellen Foley was on the first year of Night Court as the uh, defense attorney, and. Uh, because she couldn't wait around that from the time that they put the album down on tape to actually having it released and then subsequently set up a tour for it was like a couple of years and she just she couldn't wait around she was broke and you know so she needed to work so she started doing night court because of that and that's why carla devita who was married to robbie benson is the one you see in the videos and the one that toured with them. Okay. So, um, before we go any further, we have to talk about Steve Popovich. Steve Popovich was the founder and owner of Cleveland International Records. Oh God, that's right. Based yeah, another out of Cleveland Willoughby, Ohio. Yeah, another Cleveland connection. I forgot about that. Uh he was born July 6, 1942, died in June 8th, 2011. He launched and guided the careers of many the CBS label family, including the Jacksons, Michael Stanley, Cheap's Trick, Bruce Springsteen, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, Bob Dylan, and Meatloaf. Now, here we go. He was founder and president of the Cleveland International Records from 1977 to 1982, whose biggest success was Meatloaf's 
Bad Out of Hell. Oh, yeah. So Bad Out of Hell is Cleveland. They recorded it in Cleveland, in Willoughby, to be precise. Um, he was... Uh, which sold 45, 45 million records. Bad Out of Hell has sold 45 million records worldwide at, and at one time. And still continues to sell out. They're, they're up in the, yeah, it's like the, the thing stayed on the charts for like nine years. There are very few albums that have the lasting power and the total sales of, of, of this album. Um, one of their, okay. Uh, uh, the label also had international success with Jim Steinman's solo career, uh, solo album, bad for good. And Ellen Foley's night out. The company's first single was in 1977 featuring Say Goodbye to Hollywood by Ronnie Spector and the E Street Band. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You're all excited now. <laughs> yes. Steve Popovich, man. Uh, just a Cleveland icon an icon in the music business um, heard his name forever. He dealt with Columbia records. He dealt with Epic um, just an all around good guy. Kind of like, um, Oh, come on. The, uh, the concert promoters in Cleveland, um, Belkin, the Belkin brothers, uh, just all about music, but this is this is the reason why Cleveland is the rock and roll capital of the world. People like Jules Belkin and Steve Popovich. I mean, they made Bruce Springsteen what he is right now. They made <laughs> Meatloaf what Meatloaf was. All right, I'm comparing... Bruce Springsteen to Meatloaf. And I know you hate Bruce Springsteen. No, 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 no. I don't hate Bruce Springsteen. I don't enjoy listening to his voice. There's a difference. His music is fantastic. Hmm. Well, here's another piece of information that you probably didn't know. Max Weinberg, the drummer for Bruce Springsteen, used to drum for Meatloaf. Nice. I never really, I'm reading through this stuff. In, in 76, Meatloaf recorded lead vocals for Ted Nugent's album, Free For All. I did not know that. All right. Um, we're going to have to take a quick break here. I'm starting to bounce in my chair, and <laughs> I can only rub it so long before it starts leaking. <laughs> there are pills for that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Talk to you soon.
love me forever? Do you need me? Will you never leave me? Will you make me so happy for the rest of my life? Will you take me away? Will you make me away? Do you love me? We're back. I was having issues trying to download pictures earlier, and I look at the bottom and it says, This can't be downloaded securely. Why not? <laughs> it's like, because What the hell? Why? It was meatloaf. 
Oh, look at that great picture. There we go. All right. Oh. It wasn't so, me being stupid. It's my computer dicking with me. So Meatloaf is on the best-selling music artist list. 46.6 million albums sold in at one time and over 100 million albums sold worldwide beating people like Earth, Wind and Fire, Cher, Def Leppard, David Bowie, Genesis, Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, Olivia Newton-John, The Beach Boys. <laughs> that, uh, and he only had, what, seven albums? 11? Oh, he had uh, 12 studio albums. 12 studio albums. Uh, Bad Out of Hell, Dead Ringer, Midnight at the Lost and Found, Bad Attitude, Blind Before I Stop, Bad Out of Hell 2, Back in Hell, which has one of my favorite songs on it. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Welcome to the Neighborhood. Couldn't have said it better. Bad Out of Hell 3. If it works, use it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang Cool Teddy Bear. Hell in a Handbasket. And Braver Than We Were. Or Braver Than We Are. Now, Meatloaf was a touring fool. Oh, he loved tour. Oh, my God. 30 tours. (laughs) 30 tours. Guys, a tour lasts about a year, maybe a year and a half, like the Bad Out of Hell tour was two years. 30 years. Think about that. 30 year plus. Yeah, that's crazy. That, That means the man toured from age 20 until probably 60. Uh, And it was kind of cool. Like when he started his comeback solo late in his career, like he was doing dive bars, which just kills me. It's like, I would have killed to have seen meatloaf in a hundred, you know, like a place that seats a hundred people or something like that. I was just reading in here about, uh, Meatloaf and Steinem, they uh, formed a band called Neverland Express to tour in support of Bad Out of Hell. Their first gig was opening for Cheap Trick in Chicago. And then they gained national exposure as a musical guest on Saturday Night Live on March 25th, 1978. Although he did jump off the stage in Ottawa, Ontario, breaking his leg, but he finished the tour performing in a wheelchair. (laughs) Okay, so 
one of my little details that I do have written down is he would, especially on that first tour, the Bat Out of Hell, they would have O2 tanks backstage because we're talking about 300 pounds of five foot two guy giving it his all. And he would come off stage and collapse and they put an O2 mask on him. And like the band members would like walk over top of him and go, Hey, good show, meet, good show, good show. So I guess when I was I was watching a, a bit with um Chasm Salton, who's the bass player for uh Todd Grungren, the first time he toured with Meatloaf, he's freaking out, going, Do, do we need to call a hospital? Do we need to call an EMS? Do we no, no, no. He does this all the time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, good show, mate. And they just keep walking over and walking off stage. It's just like, damn. Now, now, you talked about him falling off stage. He's done that more than once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like, he, like, his... I was watching another bit where, like, Carla DeVita was talking about his, I don't know, pre-show amp uh, whatever he needed to do to get into that that mindset to do bat out of hell on stage live he'd be backstage yelling screaming cursing kicking metal chairs like like a bull in a china shop like like psyching himself up to go out on stage so that he was at his peak i don't know energy or whatever i mean he he did some crazy shit back in the day he had its moments um 2019 i have a freaking gnats fruit flies no somebody's composting in the kitchen that's what you're supposed to do outside. outside. All right. In 2019, at the Texas Frightmare Weekend, held at the Hyatt Regency DFW Hotel, Meatloaf fell off an interview stage and broke his clavicle. Oh, geez. Meatloaf and his wife sued Texas Frightmare Festival. Oh my. For letting him fall off the stage. Now, did you. I, I love meat. <laughs> I love you, me did, some meat. Did you read how he proposed to his wife, Leslie? Uh, no. So Meatloaf met his future wife, Leslie G. Edmonds, at Bearsville Records in Bearsville, New York, while recording the Bat Out of Hell album. Uh, People telling the story said he was not the most orthodox of individuals. Um, He reportedly fell for Edmonds almost instantly and ever the romantic had a whole salmon shipped up to Bearsville for her as a token of his love. Uh, Todd Rundgren was telling the story it was as if a bear had proposed to his mate and instead of a ring he gave her a salmon hey make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast <laughs> <laughs>